Okay, praise the Lord. Let's get started here. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, Balaam, Balaam and you. I mean, this story's in the Bible, and so we're going to see what happens here. Uh, this is Numbers chapter 22. Numbers is an interesting book. You've got uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, you know, uh, Deuteronomy. Numbers is... Wonder why they would call it numbers? It's because it's numbers. If you go to chapters one and two, it's got the genealogies, and these are there for a great reason for you and I today in the United States because everybody's trying to be politically correct, you know. And then we got so much evolution stuff going on. People laugh at us for believing that the Bible is really a historic book. It is. It's so fantastic. I was reading a scripture the other day about uh, uh, when God, well, actually it was Stephen, right before Stephen gets stoned in Acts chapter uh, 7. Uh, Stephen's standing before the Sanhedrin, and they're whining to Stephen about all these miracles he's doing, you know. And Stephen says, our forefathers, and he tells his big long story about uh, how uh, Abraham and his descendants, and then they wound up being in Egypt, you know, Joseph and all this kind of stuff, and they were oppressed for 400 years. Well, see... We cannot deny there is a nation today called Egypt. We cannot deny also things we know. We think Egypt. What do we think of? The Sphinx. We think of the pyramids. This is so great how God did this. and Because you can't run from this. And then we know about, you turn on the TV all the time, Israel, Israel, Israel. Something's about Israel, whether you like them or not. And most of the time, the world's viewpoint is they hate them. Oh, and all this kind of stuff. And then the Jews and the Holocaust and all this kind of stuff. You cannot get away from this because these are real people. Jesus was actually here and the evidences are laid out plainly in the scriptures. But anyway, so numbers has got so-and-so's name, so-and-so's name and whatever. And there's actual numbers here. Anyway, they've not made it to the promised land yet. Moses has got them out of Egypt. They're on their way. And so something happens along here in chapter 22. The people of Israel now traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan River opposite Jericho. So they're right near the promised land. When King Balak of Moab, the son of Zippor, realized how many of them there were, and when he learned what they had done to the Amorites, he and his people were terrified. Now, win some, lose some is what we hear in the United States today. Phil's prayers, Dustin prayers, you get some prayers answered, and some prayers you don't. That is, that is wrong. That's just wrong. We are supposed to be victorious. And you can catch that right here. This king was scared of the Israelites. And why? Because God was fighting every battle for him. Matter of fact, there's, uh, it's in numbers here. You'd have to read it. I should have pulled it out. But uh, they have, I think it's prior to this, because I read this just the other night. They, uh, I guess it was when they fought the the oh, whoever he just said, the Amorites. The captains of the army came back to report to Moses. Now, they're not even in the promised land yet. And this is what the captains, the, uh, the officers said. Uh, we just checked, and uh, we didn't lose anybody in that battle. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's just like we like to try to do in, 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 our, in, in America. We think about our technology and whatever, you know, we didn't even lose a soldier. Well, it's true here. They didn't lose a soldier. Praise God. Anyway, they quickly consulted. Now, these are the bad guys. These are the king of Moab. They quickly consulted with the leaders uh, of Midian. Oh, uh, This mob will, look at this. Now, this mob, you have to think, that's us. This mob will eat us up like an ox eats grass, they exclaimed. You know what? All your enemies and the problems that are coming against you today, they're all shaking in their boots. The demons, when they... When they saw Jesus, they didn't say, you can't cast us out. We're a big shot. No, they were all shaking going, if you cast us out, you know, have you come to torment us before the time? 
Man, I tell you what, we get it backwards sometimes. So King Balak, there's two B's, there's Balak and then there's Balaam here, sent messages to Balaam, son of Beor, who was living in his native land of Pethor near the Euphrates River. Okay, he's down at the Tennessee River, you know, he's near whatever. Let's say Lacey Springs. He begged Balaam to come and help him. Now, what's this guy going to do? A vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt, covered the face of the earth. Oh, where did it go? Oh, yeah. I went a little too far. Hang on. Covered the, let's see, here it is. Covered the face of the earth and are headed toward me, he frantically explained. Now, this is the king. He's not just somebody who's a nut. Okay. Please come and curse them for me so that I can drive them out of my land. For I know what fantastic blessings fall on those whom you bless, and I know that those whom you curse are doomed. Well, you can see where we're going with this. This king is going to pay him money to come curse the Israelites. Well, God, on the other hand, if you know the story, God is not going to let Balaam curse him. He's only going to bless him. But God must think there's something to this blessing and cursing because he's playing along with it. Well, of course he is. I'm reminded in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, when Adam uh, <clears throat> forsook God, whatever, and all that bad stuff took place, God told him, he says, the earth was cursed. He didn't say, well, you know what? Things are not working like they should be. No, it was a curse. It was a curse. And we sing that song. I don't have a hymnal right here, but joy to the world. Well, there's one right there. The second verse, it says, no more let thorns you know, infest, whatever, uh, <clears throat> infest the ground, you know. Then it says, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. So these things are real. So watch this. Verse 7, the messengers were sent, some of them on top, the leaders, uh, uh, some were the top leaders of Moab and Midian. They went to Balaam with money in hand and urgently explained to him what Balak wanted. Stay overnight, Balaam said, and I'll see you in the morning, whatever the Lord directs me uh, to say. So they did. That night, God came to Balaam and asked him, who are these men? Uh, they have come from King Balak of Moab, he replied. The king says there's a vast horde of people from Egypt have arrived at his border, and he wants me to go at once and curse them in hope that he can battle them successfully. Look at this. Now, this is stuff that we were talking about, like when Dustin was talking about something. He didn't know what his dad was doing. He didn't know what was happening to Aaron. All behind the scenes, God is keeping you safe. Watch this. Don't do it. Hmm. God told him, you are not to curse them. Look at this. For I have blessed them. You know, we have a scripture that tells us in the book of Psalms. I'm trying to think where it is. I, oh, I think it's, it's past 100. But anyway, you can find it yourself. Oh, when all those Israelites came out, and there were over 6 million of them, you can do the count. You can actually do your own calculations here. And I think in the book of Numbers has some good numbers. You can total them up. Uh, but anyway, um, it says there was not one feeble one among them. Feeble. Thinking, oh, or maybe I am too sick. I cannot leave Egypt right now. I'm throwing up, you know. Uh, whatever. God kept this whole nation. Matter of fact, he told them, in Genesis, I mean, excuse me, Exodus chapter, uh, Exodus chapter 23, and also Exodus 15, he says, I'm the God that healeth thee. Praise the Lord. So God says, don't do it. Don't do it. You're not to curse them. Verse 13, the next morning, Balaam told them in. Uh, let me try something right here. Hang on, Dustin. If this messes it up. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, just leave it alone. Okay. The next morning, Balaam told them in, go on home. The Lord, <laughs> the Lord won't let me do it. Okay, 
So King Balak's ambassadors returned with him and report without him reported his refusal. Balak tried again. This time he sent a larger number of even more distinguished ambassadors than the former group. Now again, why do we have these details? I'm telling you what, God is fighting for you. Just because God says, well, hey, look, don't do it. They're blessed. And then God just kind of goes, well, I'm busy now. I've got to help Laura. And so he forgets Richard, whatever. He helps Aaron and forgets Dustin. He's, he, I, I stood in for you for a moment. No, God stands in for you the whole time. He's there. So anyway, they returned again. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Verse 16. They came to Balaam with this message. King Balak pleads with you to come. Now, why does he want him to come? Because he wants this nation cursed. He promises you great honors plus any payments you ask. Name your own figure. <laughs> we can relate to this. Only come and curse these people. Balaam replied, if he were to give me a palace filled with silver and gold, I could do nothing contrary to the commandment of the Lord my God. However, stay with me here tonight so that I can find out. So he's going to ask the Lord again. Well, the Lord's not going to change his mind. And that's why we have a scripture coming up that we've heard a million times. Stay the night and I'll see whether the Lord will add anything to what he said before. That night, God told Balaam, you may get up and go with these men. Now, when we read the story, you'll understand why he went. Because Balaam, I mean, excuse me, Balak the king, he's going to get so furious. And he's all hearing about the Lord. And that's the same thing that our praise reports are going on in our life to those around us when you leave this building in just a little bit. All right, so the next morning he saddled up his donkey and started off with them. Now here's where the incident with the donkey come up. Let's see. Uh, uh, hit the button, hang on. So he saddled up his donkey. All right, you can go with him. So the next day he saddled up his donkey, started off with them. But God was on angry about Balaam's eager attitude. So he sent an angel to stand in the road to kill him. Now, why was this? Well, we have a reference about Balaam in the New Testament, and the reference over there is it's, it's about greed, you know, telling the story that Balaam was thinking about all this money, you know, hey, 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 you know, you know, whatever. Money matters. Well, <clears throat> God will get the money to you. But anyway, so here's what happens here. He was angry with him, and this angel was stood in the road. Now, remember, wonder why he was going to do that. Well, because Balaam was going to go, all right, I'll curse him for you. And God had already said, don't. Anyway, as Balaam and his two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey suddenly saw the angel standing in the road with a sword drawn, with a drawn sword. You've got to remember, you've got angels encamped about you. Uh, when you know you're having to go somewhere, you need to remind yourself, I've got angels. Their swords are drawn. And they are. They are. Donkey, uh, excuse me, Balaam's donkey suddenly saw the angel standing in the road with a drawn sword. She bolted off the road into a field. But Balaam beat her back into the road. Oh, man, he's just beating the tar out of her. Now the angel, what happened? Uh, the Lord stood at the place where the road went between two vineyard walls. When the donkey saw him standing there, she squirmed past, pressing against the wall, crushing Balaam's foot in the process. So he beat her again. Then the angel of the Lord moved farther down the road and stood in a place so narrow that the donkey couldn't get by at all. So what, even if it was my dog, Chaz, he's going to just fall to the floor, which he does if I tell him he's going to get a bath. He falls to the floor. 
So she lay down in the road. It was a great fit of temper. In a great fit of temper, Balaam beat her again with his staff. Then the Lord, you know, I'm going to stop here a second because some people, they think, you believe the Bible, a talking donkey. (laughs) Let me tell you something. There's nothing too hard for God. We already have parrots that can talk. You go on YouTube right now and some people got their dog that'll talk. It'll go, mama. And it just told, and God created everything. This is, this is not wild in any sort of sense because God can do this. Anyway, as a matter of fact, it was a snake that talked to Eve in Genesis chapter 3. So it's kind of like, you know, but some people, they go, see that? Everybody was smoking dope when they wrote that Bible. And they go, ha, ha, ha. And they, it's Saturday Night Live on TV. Ha, ha, ha. I'm telling you, this stuff happened, and it's to our advantage. I know we believe here. It's to our advantage to read these stories and find out what's going on. Because why would you waste time with something like this? But notice what's going on. So the Lord calls the donkey to speak. The donkey's talking. What have I done to you that deserves your beating me these three times, she asked. And now Balaam responds, he says, because you've made me look like a fool, Balaam shouted. I wish I had a sword with me for I would kill you. The donkey replies, have I ever done anything like this before in your entire life? The donkey asked. No, he admitted. The Lord opened Balaam's eyes. Now we see this a lot of times in the scriptures. And he saw the angel standing in the road. Notice he didn't say, quick, send an angel. Angels were already there. There's angels in this room. I can't see them, but I have proof from the Bible that they're there. And when you walk out of here, they hop in your car. They go with you. No matter where you go, you got company. And not to mention, you got Jesus with you too. He's there too. It's just, I didn't create myself and go, you know what? I have a body. I want to know if the Lord will be with me. He created you while you were in your mother's womb. The scripture says he knew you. You talk about a plan for your life. Let's see. Let me remind myself. uh, Whose image am I made in? This is all of us in this room right now. I'm made in God's image. So there's something about our life that is so important. <clears throat> oh, I mean, he just, he just flat loves us. So anyway, he saw the angel standing in the roadway drawn with a sword, and he fell flat on the ground before him. What happened? Why did you beat the donkey with these three, these three times, the angel demanded? I have come to stop you. Look at this. For you are headed for destruction. So the angel... It appeared was there to kill him. Well, if he was going to keep going. But the angel, because of the talking donkey, isn't this a miracle? God protected Balaam. He protected you and I. And he will. And you don't have to see the angel. Praise God. Three times the donkey saw me and she sheed away from me. Otherwise, I would have certainly killed you by now and spared her. (laughs) Then Balaam confessed. I've sinned. I didn't realize you were there. I'm going to go back home. You know, remember, God told him, I want you to go, though. So I'll go back home if you don't want me to go on. But the angel told him, go with the men, but say only what I tell you to say. Now I'll tell you something. Balaam did that. He only said what God wanted him to say. So Balaam went on with them. When King Balak heard that Balaam was on the way, he left the capital, went out to meet him at the Arnon River at the border of his land. Now, I want to remind you some things. If we read the Bible more, and I believe we do, you're going to find these kings' names. If you will do a little research, you can just flat Google nowadays. And you will find there's other books of history referencing these kings. I can tell you one right off the bat, King Sennacherib. If you've got to take take Western civilization, 
a history class or whatever, you can find this guy named Sennacherib. He was the king of Syria. I mean, king of uh, Assyria. Even Nebuchadnezzar and these guys. So all this stuff is not a hoax. These events took place. Wow. Anyway, so here they come. Why did you delay so long, this king asked. Did you, did you believe me when I said I would give you great honors? And Balaam goes, well, listen, I don't care what you try to give me. Well, notice what he says. Balaam replied, I have come, but I have no power to say anything except what God tells me to say. That's what I shall speak. Balaam accompanied the king. Uh, ba- Balaam accompanied the king to whatever this K-town, whatever it is, where King Balak sacrificed, sacrificed oxen and sheep and gave animals to Balaam and his ambassadors for their sacrifice. Now, remember, they're, they're just worshiping idols. They're not worshiping God. The next morning, Balak took Balaam, B took B, we'll say, to the top of Mount Bamoth Baal, which uh, from where he could see the people of Israel spread before him. Now, this is the multitude of the Israelites below him. Balaam said to the king, okay, build seven altars here, prepare seven young bulls and rams for sacrifice. Now, Balaam's going to offer a sacrifice to the Lord here. Balak follows his instructions. The young bull and the ram were sacrificed on each altar. Then Balaam said to the king, stand here by your burnt offerings and I will see if the Lord will meet me. Well, the Lord does meet him. Watch what happens. I mean, this is like three chapters devoted to this little story. What's it got to do with us? Well, why is it in our Bible? I'll tell you what he says to me. So he went to a barren height and God met him there. And Balaam told the Lord, I have prepared seven altars, have sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each. Then the Lord gave Balaam a message for King Balak. This is so great. And if you don't think Jesus is trying to tell your friends and the people around you that are like, I'm never going to believe in Jesus. Let me tell you, this is a testimony right here that God's trying to tell people about the Lord. So when Balak returned, the king was standing beside the burnt offerings and the princes of Moab. I mean, this was a big to do. Excuse me, hit the button. All these people are standing here. (laughs) Hang on. Let's see. I lost my place. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, uh, 22 state. Oh, that's 20. I skipped. That's what I did. We're in 23. Here we go. Hit the wrong button. Here we go. All right. Here's what he, here's, here's Balaam's message that God told him. It says, King Balaam, king of Moab, has brought me from the land of Aram. From the eastern mountains. Come, he told me, curse Jacob for me. Now, boy, Balaam jumped and now he knows who this group is. He calls it Jacob. You'll see Jacob in the book of Psalms referencing our blessing. Jacob was the one that wrestled with the angel. He was Abraham, Isaac, and oh, Jacob. It was Jacob's 12 kids. That was the 12 tribes of Israel. But anyway, you'll hear about Jacob. And every time you hear Jacob, you should thank Abraham. And when you hear Abraham, you should thank you. You should thank Jesus. And everything Jesus has, he bought and gave to you. And so he says, you told me to curse Jacob for me. Let your anger rise on Israel. But how can I curse? This is so great. How can I curse what God has not cursed? You know, we get so worried about sin. We think, well, I did something wrong. Maybe something big a long time ago. Or we start thinking like Americans Sometimes when we go to church, we think sins of what? Omission? We didn't even know we sinned, so I know I'm guilty. So we always think we're guilty, we're guilty, we're guilty, we're guilty. And we're not. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has taken care of all that. The Lord's prayer alone would remind us, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Anyway, we don't have time this morning 
because I want to get through this. But in Numbers, and it's, uh, it's 29. Numbers 29, Moses lays out these special feasts and their celebrations. One of them is the Passover. And then do this one, the feast of this, the feast of that, the feast of whatever. And I noticed when I was reading through them, he said, offer this sacrifice, offer this sacrifice. And all of a sudden he said, oh, by the way, offer this one as a sin sacrifice. A month later, do this celebration, do this, do this, do this, this, and, and offer this, offer this, offer this, offer this. And oh, by the way, the sin. And I'm like, why we keep offering the sin sacrifice? Did Dustin do something special? No, it's a sacrifice like the cross. Your sins and my sins are covered. We are making a huge mistake in our life if we think that God's not going to bless me like he's dealing with Balaam here and the children of Israel because we think I have blown it one time or I probably blew it today. We have a constant sacrifice. So anyway, I can't curse whom God's not cursed. How can I denounce a people God has not denounced? Now, remember, now we just made a, we just reminded ourselves that there is a huge group of people. And, you know, there's some scoundrels out there. And there were. They tried to knock over Moses one time. Aaron and Miriam got into it with Moses one time. Their attitude alone would be like, "Mm, I guess I've been guilty like them. I see them from the clifftops. I watch them from the hills. They live alone and prefer to remain distinct. Watch this. Look at this. From every other nation, they are beyond numbering. Look at this. If I could only die as happy as an Israelite. Well, that's you and me. Praise God. And this is an outside guy who loved the Lord. And he, you know, whatever. Balaam here. I mean, Balak. No, excuse me, Balaam. Now look what, here's the king. He's had it. What have you done to me? The king said, I told you to curse my enemies and now you have blessed them. Well, sorry about that. King Balaam, I mean, Balaam replied, can I say anything except what Jehovah tells me? Let me tell you something. When you get up tomorrow morning, God and Jesus, that's the same. He still says, I bless you. This is going to be a great day. You're going to be blessed today when you go out of here. I mean, you have that scripture, blessed going in, blessed going out, whatever. So King Balak, <laughs> he does it again. Number two, King Balak took Balaam into the fields of Zophim on top of Mount Pisgah. Actually, what happened was they were on Brindley Mountain, and the king says, you didn't quite get a good enough view. Let's go over here to Montesano. And so the king gets him over on Montesano and says, all right, do it here. And so they go through the same song and dance. Watch what happens. Let's go to another place and see only a portion of the nation of Israel. Curse at least that many of them. Just curse some of them. This is, this is so great. There's so many things you could say here. Out of our whole group, let's just use us here this morning. You know, out of all of us here this morning, guess what? Not one of us is outside this blessing. Every one of us had this blessing. We do. So he says, see if you'll just curse at least that many. So King Balak took Balaam into the fields of Zophim on top of Mount Pisgah. Montesano, we'll say. Build altars there. Sacrifice to the Lord. So he did. Watch what happens. Then Balaam said to the king, stand here. I'll go meet with the Lord. So he heads over there and talks to Jesus. He returns to where the king and the princes of Moab were standing there. I mean, this is senators, congressmen, (laughs) those policemen. They're all standing in a row going... Go get him, tiger. And out comes his mouth. Look what he says. What has Jehovah said? The king eagerly inquired. And he replied, rise up, Balak. I mean, Balak. And here. Listen to me, you son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't change his mind. Praise God. You and I, that means I'm going to be blessed today. 
Okay? Has he ever promised without doing what he said? Oh boy, now I got something I could I could say, Lord, you promised me you'd heal my knee. It's been hurting me all week long. You promised. David said it in Psalm 103. And I remember you told a king that wanted to curse, you know, your people. That has he ever promised without doing what he said? Anyway, let's keep going. Look, I have received a commandment to bless them, and God has blessed them, and I cannot reverse it. Boy, now all the king's going to be mad. Uh, He has not sent, no, he has not seen sin in Jacob, and he will not trouble Israel. Jehovah, their God, is with them. He is their king. Boy, that's us. God's brought them out of Egypt. Israel has the strength of a wild ox. No curse can be placed on Jacob. No magic shall be done against him. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what God said to Abraham. I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. And he says, uh, what wonders God has done for them. These people rise up like a lion. They shall not lie down until they have eaten what they have captured and have drunk the blood of the slain. If you aren't going <laughs> the king's mad. If you're not going to curse them, at least don't bless them. I mean, this is so interesting. Why do we have the details about this blessing? i tell you what, because we live in a society where there's depression everywhere. And you live in your own body and you realize your own depression. You, you just can get so down. You know, you wake up going, oh my gosh, another day. Shoo. Is anything ever going to go right? You know? <clears throat> yeah, it will. Balaam replied, didn't I tell you? I must say whatever Jehovah tells me. Then the king, <laughs> this is the third time. Three times, third time's a charm. I'll take you to another place. Okay, now we're going to go out here on the arsenal. You know, Madkin Mountain out there. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them from there. So King Balak took Balaam to the top of out there at Redstone, looking over the desert. Balaam again told the king. He warned him. He said, I'm telling you, we're wasting our time. He said, okay, build these, uh, <clears throat> build these altars. And they did. The king did as Balaam said, offered a young bull and ram on every altar. All right, here we go. This puts us right back in the next chapter. It's 24. We got two chapters devoted to this. Balaam realized by now that Jehovah, Jehovah planned, that's the Lord, planned to bless Israel. So he didn't even, <laughs> this is so funny, he didn't even go bother. He says, I'm not going to go talk to him. I can do this on my own. He didn't even ask the Lord. Instead, he went at once and looked out toward the camp of Israel, which is stretched away across the plains, divided by tribal areas. The whole territory, six million plus Jews. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he spoke this prophecy concerning them. Balaam, the son of Beor, says, look what he says. The man whose eyes are open says, uh, <clears throat> I have listened to the word of God. I have seen what God Almighty showed me. I fell and my eyes were open. Oh, the joy. <sighs> look at this. Oh, the joys awaiting Israel. It's like what Bob mentioned this morning. Bob said he learned that it's not just when you go to heaven, you've got great things going on, but You can expect great things every day. And you can really expect him, Jesus, to be your friend. You know, like we were listening to. Okay. I have seen what God Almighty showed me. I fell and my eyes were opened. Oh, the joys awaiting Israel. Joys in the homes. Boy, now we're breaking it down all the way to every one of us. Well, it's just the preacher. That's ridiculous. We're reading our Bibles. We're finding out it's not the preacher only. It's every one of us. I see them spread before me as green valleys, as fruitful gardens by the riverside. Now, who's this? Mahomes. Praise God. 
and aloes planted by the Lord himself, cedar trees beside the waters. They shall be blessed with an abundance of water. They shall live in many places. Their king will be greater than Agag. I'll say. We got Solomon on the way, but we got David on the way too coming up. Their kingdom is exalted. God has brought them from Egypt. Israel has the strength of a, of a wild ox. They eat up the nations that oppose him. He shall break their bones in pieces and shall shoot them with many arrows. Israel sleeps as a lion or a lioness. Woo, I tell you what. Who dares around him? Arouse him. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and curses shall fall on everyone who curses you. King Balak was livid with rage. He just told him, get out of my sight. Striking his hands together in anger. I mean, all the senators, the congress, whoever was there, in disgust, he shouted, I called you to curse my enemies, and instead you have blessed them these three times. We got to stop. I'm way over time, I'm sure. He says, get out of here. Go back to your home. I plan to promote you with great honor, but Jehovah kept it from you. Balaam said, didn't I tell you, your messengers, that even if you gave me a palace filled with silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord, something like that. <clears throat> oh, did I lose it? Where'd it go? Yeah, I did. For some reason, you hit that button, you go to the wrong chapter. Catch that last verse. Here we go. Blessing. Here we go. Ah. Uh, Where'd I go? Oh. Oh. Hang on one second. Oh. Oh, right there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Even, yeah, I, I was sitting there going, how could we not? Oh, I know what's happening. Okay, <clears throat> I'm on track. Okay, even if you gave me a palace filled with silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord and cannot say a word of my own. I said that I would only say what Jehovah says. Yes, I shall return now to my own people, but first, let me tell you what the Israelites are going to do to your people. <laughs> I mean, boy, they, he's warning them, y'all are toast. And so look what he says. Balaam, the son of Beor, uh, the man whose eyes are open, hears the words of God and has knowledge from the Most High. He sees what Almighty has shown him. He fell and his eyes were open. I see the future of Israel far down the distant trail. And there shall come a star from Jacob. That's Jesus coming. Okay, This ruler of Israel shall smite <clears throat> uh, the people of Moab and destroy the sons of Sheth. Israel shall possess all Edom and Seir. They shall overcome their enemies, and Jacob shall rise in power and shall destroy many cities. Then Balaam overlooked the homes of the people of Balaam overlooked the homes of the people of Amalek, and he prophesied Amalek was the first of the nations, but its destiny is destruction. Now, what, what's going on here? This is behind the scenes. I don't care what your problems are today. Behind the scenes, the angels are annihilating all your problems if we would just simply just trust the Lord. He looked over at the Kenites and said, yeah, you're strong situ situated. Your nest is set in the rocks, but the Kenites will be destroyed. The mighty army of King Assyria shall deport you from this land. He concluded this prophecy by saying, alas, who can live when God does this? Praise the Lord. He says, ships shall come from the coast Let me get on it, of Cyprus and shall oppress both Eber and Assyria, and they too must be destroyed. So Balaam and Balak returned to their homes. I mean, close the book, end of the story. 
Now, why do we have that? Well, I think we figured it out. We know why, because we're blessed. Father, we thank you by your stripes we're healed. If we're not feeling good today, you'll fix that. You are so engaged and ahead of us on that. The first sign of any kind of trouble, we just know you'll keep us well in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you financially. You do exactly the same thing. Those things can just sneak upon us and make us worry about finances, but you take care of every bit of it. Hallelujah. And Lord, if there's something else, I didn't mention it, but you know what's bugging people and things that are out there, but we're just not worried. We can see that you are taking care of us. So Lord, that doesn't leave anything left, but just like Balaam went and told the king of Balaam, all these blessings were going to fall on. We're just going to tell people about Jesus. Tell them how blessed we are. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory. Well, you got that story. You can take it with you.